everything you read or watch on cable news says that we're in the hottest job market ever, record high employment, record low unemployment, war for talent. Well, you know, I gotta say, yes, it's a hot job market, but not everybody's participating, not everyone is benefiting. And this might not come across politically correct, I don't know. So, you know, if you wanna turn off this now because you're uncomfortable, maybe you should, but if you wanna hear it, stick with me. So I think what happens is this, there's certain segments that are doing really well in the market and others not. One of the areas I, I see firsthand, both professionally and personally, is a lot of age discrimination that's out there. So if you're 40, 40 and above, and either you're worried about losing your job or you lost your job, that's really difficult. You're in a really bad spot. So what I want to talk about, and by the way, I should introduce myself. This is Jack Kelly, CEO, founder, recruiter. This is the Recruiter Podcast, where we talk about all sorts of career and interview-related matters. And for this podcast, I really want to talk about if you have to look for a job. Either you lost your job, you're worried about losing your job, you feel you're going to be kicked out. And what we're doing with this podcast series is we're kind of going through the book, You Will Get That Great New Job, that we just published. And it's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, where else, Nicole? Every, you know, wherever books are sold. Now, a, a, of course, Apple, right? And also, speaking of Apple, we should, we should, we should, we should be on iTunes pretty soon. We're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, we're on YouTube, and should be on iTunes, which is pretty awesome. So keep an eye out for it. All right, but I digress. So back to if, now I feel really weird. I'm talking about the book and all that kind of stuff, and I would say, hey, you lost your job. What, what a really horrible segue. But so in the midst of a hot job market, yeah, there are people who are in between jobs or feel that they have to find a new job or lost their job. And what happens in those instances, it makes things even worse because you, know, you look around and your family and friends are looking at you strangely, like how did you lose your job? Or why are you gonna lose your job? It's such a hot job market. What's up? What's wrong with you? They may not say it, but you feel it. You know, you feel it. So whether maybe you, you lost the job, maybe you see that your firm is relocating people, which that is another big thing that's happening. You know, particularly in the, in the banking industry, which I focused on for 20 plus years as a recruiter, is that they're moving a lot of jobs to lower cost cities, lower cost, state, cost states. They're moving to other countries in an effort to save money. So then what happens if you're earning a certain amount of money well, guess what? You're a target. And usually, not always, but usually, if you're a mid to high earner, you're probably a little older. You know, you're probably hitting your mid-30s, late-30s, 40, 40 up. You know, then you're making 100, 150, 200, 250, 300,000, what have you. Whereas, if they have somebody they could put in Florida, in Texas, you know, in Utah, in India, in Poland, and they could do someone who's like 27 for literally a quarter of the price, what do you think is gonna happen? So there's this kind of arbitrage that goes on where companies feel, hey, we could put people in cheaper locations, save money, so that if you're at that age of 40 and up, and I gotta tell you, not to freak you guys out, but it's really starting in the 30s too. So if you're 30 something and you're making a decent living and they're junior level people who are earning less, you got a target on you. So what happens? So either A, you're given a package, B, you kind of know it's going to be you know, going to be shown the door because you see what's going on around you. Your job may be relocated or just removed. So you're looking. Either you're out of the market, you're looking, you're worried about it. 
And so the key is, what do you do? How do you deal with it? Now, the first thing, the very first thing before anything else, really, is you just got to get your head together. Under the best circumstances, under the best circumstances, if you lose your job, it's a really crushing experience. No matter what, no matter, I don't care how strong you are, how mentally strong you are, how successful you are, when you get that note, when you get that knock on your door or you get that call to go into the HR office and say, hey, we need to talk, your heart is starting to beat, you know, you're sweating, you know what's happening, especially if you're in an environment that's going on. And when you get that, hey, I'm sorry, it's not, you know, you, we have no choice, but thank you. We really appreciate everything you've done for us. Now, we're going to have Rocco, the security guard, escort you out, and they're going to check everything in your office, and you're going to be treated like a criminal, and you're going to be embarrassed and have the walk of shame out the door. Well, it's, it's brutal. It's brutal. You go home, and your head is spinning, and you're like, what, what happened? How, how, did, how did this happen? You know, you're there five, ten years. You know, you got raises, promotions. You're an all-star, rock star, and now, goodbye. Thanks. See you later. Now, here's what happens to a lot of people. They pull back because they feel very uncomfortable. Think about it. It really makes a lot of sense, you know, especially in the context that we're in this so-called blazing hot job market so that if you go out with family, friends, you know, various social engagements, and you know what happens when you go, you know, to these things. Hey, Nicole, how are you? How's things going? How's the job? It's so awkward. You don't want to have to say, oh, I lost my job. Really? You lost your job? How? It's such a hot job market. So what do, what do most people do? They pull back. They hide. They stay at home. They just don't want to deal with it. They don't want to have to deal with their nosy neighbors. Oh, hey, Jack, I noticed you're not, you know, your car's in the driveway. What's up? You're not going to work? Ugh. And you have to kind of now explain to your next door neighbor what's going on. So what do you do? You just, just stay in the house. You move your car somewhere so they think you went to work. You have to work on yourself. You, you, that's the first thing. Even before you get your resume updated, before you do, you know, update your LinkedIn profile, before you join Recruiter, like I put in that shameless plug. And then also, of course, you got to buy my book. You know, you'll get that great new job. But the first thing you really have to do is just, just kind of deal with it. It's almost like, a, you know, when you lose somebody you love, you go through all those stages, you know, from anger, grief, denial, same thing. And, and it's okay to do that. You know, it's okay to feel bad. It's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel pissed off. But you have to start dealing with it. Now, some people could deal with it on their own. Some, you know, you may have to, you know, seek out help. The tough part is most people still feel like mental health. They don't want to deal with it. You know, they feel like, oh, my God, speak to a counselor. Oh, everyone's going to think I'm crazy. Screw them. You got to do what's right for yourself. If you feel that you're not able to get up out of bed, get out of the house, interact with people, you feel angry and bitter and you just can't shake it, yeah, you got to speak to someone, someone, whoever it is, who could start helping you get out of it. And I know I'm dwelling on this a bit, but trust me, after years and years of years of dealing with people, this is a thing. And, you know, in our society, our society is so driven by you have to be successful. You know, you have to be, make, you know, this kind of money and have this kind of car and go on these vacations and have a McMansion. So if you're not hitting those, well, you know, if you're a loser. What's wrong with you? You know, so when you go in social circumstances or you're on Facebook, Instagram, everybody's bragging how well, you know, they're succeeding. So if you're not, you just start feeling weird, inadequate, and you, and you don't want to talk about it. 
Everyone likes bragging. Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. So it makes it even worse that you feel like, oh, wait, I'm not participating in this. What's wrong with me? It must be me. No, it's not you. It's just that the people who go through challenging times don't talk about it. But the people who brag, brag about it when they're doing well. So all you hear is the bragging stories. All you see is the cool lifestyle on Instagram. You know, the influencers. You see, you know, on Facebook, everyone's life is super awesome. But they, you don't see the real deal. They don't see like, oh, I'm home with the covers over my head and I'm freaking miserable. But trust me, I'm telling you, there are more people than you would believe who are like that. Because I speak to them, I've spoken to them the last 25 years, you know, and they just don't talk to others about it. So take care of yourself. Then the next thing, what you have to do is, once you really just try to kind of get your thing together. And part of the getting thing together too, by the way, is you can't start drinking. You can't take illegal drugs. You can't take prescription drugs. You know, you gotta, or maybe you do need some of it, but you can't stop relying on that because that further digs you down the hole. So you wanna really, you wanna make sure you have a routine. You wake up early, you know, maybe you go to the gym. You, you just have to have something set up so it can keep your mind focused and you know you have a strategy, a plan to move forward. You know, as you get used to your new reality, then you start with a game plan. Hey, every morning I'm gonna wake up, maybe I'll drive the kids to school, which is great, and they're gonna love it that your mom or dad is driving you to school, fantastic. You get home, you work on your resume, you send out resumes, you contact former coworkers, you network. And this is a key with the coworkers and network. That's part of the pulling back. A lot of people are embarrassed to do it. Don't. Reach out. Talk to them. Make sure they know that you're looking. Ask them for leads. Ask them to help any way you can. I know it's humbling. I know it's awkward. I know you can feel weird about it, but you got to do it anyway. You know, you just go there, ask for it, and, and it's like, it's a numbers game. The more people you ask, the odds are somebody's going to help. So you have to have so let's just regroup a little bit. You just got to get your head together. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to feel pissed off. It's okay to be angry. Then you have to start getting a daily routine so you can stick with it and you can stay focused. And then start getting a game plan of getting out there, submitting resumes, going to all the different job sites, wherever they are, meeting people, going to conferences, meetups, events, anything you could think of so that you could find a way to get that job. Another thing what you want to do is this. You want, to, you want to just create a pitch because the first few times people ask you what's going on, you're going to feel a little awkward. You know, you're going to stumble and you're going to be angry. And you want to get that done because once you go for the, res once you go for the interview, they're going to ask you, you know, hey, Jack, why, what happened? And here's something that, that, that's, really, that's really interesting that goes on. And I'm not saying, you know, hiring managers or HR people do this on purpose. They'll say, hey, Jack, why, you know, what happened? And they'll, be, they'll say it in a caring way. You know what? They're not trying to trip you up or do anything. And then I'll say, well, you know, there was a relocation. There's a bit of a merger. They're moving jobs, you know, to other countries. Oh, I'm really sorry to hear that, Jack. So what about you? Well, you know, I was, you know, I was a vice president. And, you know, then they let me go. And they gave it to a more junior person who's now in Florida. And, and you can see, like, just my voice, how like all of a sudden you start getting a little angry, whatever. And then oftentimes what happens, the interviewer is really trying to be empathetic. Oh, I'm really sorry to hear it. So what? So they gave the job to someone much junior to yourself. Yeah, isn't that crazy? What's, what's, what's wrong with them? And all of a sudden, you know, you start kind of venting all this anger and rage. And what ends up happening after that interview is done, I'll get a call from the recruiter 
the internal recruiter and say, Jack, we really like that candidate, but they just, I don't know. I'm not really sure why this person would let go. They seem to have a lot of lingering issues. You know, I don't feel comfortable. They, they seem a little angry. And what's happening is they're going to kind of presume it's the candidate's fault. Now, it's not right, but they'll feel that because the person gives off that aura, you know, that aura of just, just, just being just ticked off. And let's be honest, who wants to hire someone who's ticked off and annoyed and angry and irritated? So you want to practice that pitch every time you can. And you want to do it in a way that sounds normal and nice and okay. So here, here's like, for instance, this is what I would say. Let's say I was you know, downsized, what have you. Hey, interview person, thank you for having me in. Thank you for asking about what happened. Well, there was a, there, uh, was a downsizing, and unfortunately I was part of it. However, I really enjoyed my time working at ABC Widget Company. It was fantastic. My coworkers were great. The work was interesting and challenging. My boss was fantastic. I did some amazing things. I, you know, gosh, that last 10 years, amazing. And we all understand in business nowadays, these things happen. So I'm looking at it, Mr. And Mrs. Interviewer, that this is a chance for me to try something new. Because if I wasn't downsized, I probably would stay there another 10 years. And I probably would stay there because I was comfortable and liked it. But you know, this forces me out of my comfort zone. This is forcing me to take a chance, to do something new, to reinvent myself. And this job that I'm interviewing for is great because I do, and then you list all the things you do. I do X, Y, Z that you're looking for. Plus, plus, it seems that you want me to do one, two, three, four, and five, which to be fair, I haven't done it, but that's what makes this job so exciting. So I get to learn something new. So I could contribute what I know, but then I can learn all new, these new things. And I'm really excited about it. Now, do you see the difference between that answer and before when that person was all angry? It's a world of a difference. Think about it. If you're the interviewer, you're going to be like, wow, this guy is great. I'm saying guy not to be sexist, guy because I'm a guy, so whatever. You know. So that guy is, is, you know, wow, he has his stuff together. He was downsized. And they're going to think of themselves, how would I feel if I lost my job? I'd be upset. And he seems really together, calm, and not excited, actually, that he wants to do something new. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest he keeps going on with the interview and meet more people. And trust me, I get it. I get it. You're, you're probably rolling your eyes if you're in this situation now and think, oh, easier said than done. And you're right. You're right. It is easier said than done. But this is life, and this is what you have to do. But if you practice it enough and enough and enough and enough, then when you go to the interview, it's going to come across real. So I'll give you the last piece. Don't give up. The job search, even, even for a very successful person who's doing well, who's doing employed, who's kind of a mid-level or senior person, it takes a long time. It takes a long time, there are a lot of interviews, there's a lot of rejection, ghosting, lack of feedback, you don't know what's happening. So if you're in between jobs, it's understandable that you're gonna think, oh, it's me, you know, something's wrong with me, I'm being blackballed from the industry, there's a black cloud on my head. No, don't give in to that. Just as I said at the beginning of the podcast, you gotta work on your mindset and be strong. Same thing as you're going through interviews. Don't take it personally. It's hard to interview. It's difficult. It's challenging. A lot of times it's rude. People are inconsiderate. It goes to everybody. So don't let it get you depressed. Don't let it get you down. And if it does, fight back against it. So here's what we need to do. Just to recap, if you're in that position where you're in between roles, it happens more than you think. You're not alone. It happens a lot. People just don't like talking about it. 
It's okay to process it. It's okay to feel bad for a while. But then you have to work to get past it. That once you get past it, get a set routine so that you know what to do every day. And then also add, I didn't mention before, add things that you've always wanted to do, but you couldn't. Maybe you couldn't take your daughter to her ballet class. Maybe you couldn't take your son to, you know, t-ball games, whatever. So this is time. Maybe you do some odds and ends around the house you couldn't do. So have a routine that you do. Now with that routine, have a plan every day to move the ball forward with your career. It could be fixing up the resume, fixing up LinkedIn, sending out resumes, meeting people, going out for a cup of coffee with former colleagues, and that goes into making sure, making very sure that you're getting out there and you're not withdrawing. Then practice your pitch so when you go there you sound upbeat, positive, enthusiastic, motivated, the type of candidate they like to hire. When you go through the interview process, be prepared. It's going to be tough, and not just because you're in between jobs, but because just th that's how it is. So don't take it personally, and don't let it kind of really get to you. As you go through, be strong, be bold, be brave, and just keep moving forward. So if you're in between jobs, hopefully this helps. It gives you some color of what's happening. And as always, feel free. I put on my contact information here, my email, my phone number. You know, you'll see me on LinkedIn, on Twitter, Facebook. So I'll be glad to help too. So if you're going through this tough time, feel free. Now, I'm not going to pretend I have all the answers or I have access to all the jobs, but at least if you have questions, maybe I could help you out. So feel free. You know, Nicole's going to put the contact information there, and, and if I could help in any way, I'd be glad to. So this is Jack Kelly from Recruiter. Thank you for listening, and, and I hope it uh, helps out people who are in this unfortunate situation right now. Thank you so much.